A historic episode seven of the Rubber Boots podcast, because after promising, we've actually followed through on something. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we don't have a dream analyst on, but we do have our first female in-studio guest, Tessa Bonham, Olympic gold medalist, TSN star, will join us a little bit later on in the podcast. We thank our sponsors, the Fandom Sports app. Oh my. Goodness, did you respond this week, and we got wow. some really great responses. So we'll have a new question for you, and we'll get to that. We thank fandom. iDrinkCoffee.com. New boys who came on board last week. I have another dream for you. Ryan Rashog is uh, showing up. You know, I've realized that Ryan Rashog and Jamie McLennan yeah. regularly pop up in my dreams. Really? Noodles wow. was in a dream I had last night, which wasn't a good enough dream for the segment. No. But him and Iggy, he's friends with Iggy. Yeah. They were going out on the town. Ooh. Nice. But, but I, they throw you an invite? No. And mm-hmm. I think that's why that's I was angry. why the dream didn't make it. Yeah, and then some bad guys were chasing my daughter on a bike, wow. so it went sideways. I miss, wow. I miss Iggy, by the way. Jerome McGinley? Yeah, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it when guys just kind of fade away instead of having the great moment. And, yeah. And he was still making pretty good checks in the last he was. few years. Oh. Uh, anyway, I wanted to let you know that all those things are ahead uh, all our goofy wackiness that we always have, but wanted to start the podcast differently this week because last week we taped uh, the Tuesday. day uh, before the evening where Gord Downey passed away. I did a little bit uh, at the beginning of the podcast, and frankly, I was really upset. And I, we won't. I don't want to make this sad because uh, I was really sad last week. I, I cried a, a lot and was really, really sad. So we'll try to keep it upbeat and happy. I know there's been a ton of fantastic tributes. Um, one, you know, one of my fantasies, I went to one of the, I've been to about 30 hip shows, and, and one of them, Dave Hodge, got to intro the hip. It was at one of the clubs in Toronto. Nice. And I said to myself that night, man, I would, that would be the pinnacle of my life if I could intro the hip at a show. And, of course, it never happened. But uh, so this will be the closest I come to it. Here's my favorite hip song. It's our third time in New York. It's your fourth time in New York. We were fifth and sixth on the bill. Escape is at hand for the traveling man, which, uh, I mean, I could pick 30 favorite hip songs, but that's the one I probably put on repeat more than, than any other ones. And just, you know, his lyrics are so unbelievable in a subtle way. That one was our third time in New York, was your fourth time in New York. We were fifth and sixth on the bill. And then two lines later, that number scheme comes back to me. Just, ah, ridiculous. The first line of Something's On is your imagination's having puppies. Your imagination's having puppies. Fantastic line, that is. Yeah. Right? Because that's really what his entire career was, this imagination that went yeah. sideways and in so many different directions. I wrote a column on tsn.ca. I won't uh, repeat everything in that column when I had to be... I needed therapy last week and to get out everything I felt about Gord in the hip. 
Bob also did a fantastic edition of the Bobcast where Bob did an interview with Gord for his last book, Hockey Confidential, where Gord talked endlessly about hockey and all the songs that he'd written about hockey. There's not that many, actually. I think only four that we could count of all the hip songs that really mentioned hockey. And uh, if you're a real diehard Gord Downey or hip fan, you need to listen to, to Bob's tribute and interview with Gord Downey, which was fantastic. Um, I was going through all the, all the hip shows I, I, I'd been to, and like I said in the, the email I wrote to Gord when he was... Uh, the diagnosis first came out. I, I'm not one of those that counts all my Springsteen shows. I hate those guys. They're like, I've been to 37 Springsteen shows. So I, I don't know how many hip shows I've been to, yeah. but it's a lot. And my very first one was at Carlton. And just one of my buddies said, there's this new band playing at, at the pub this weekend. And I had no freaking clue. So they're like just playing a pub? Yeah. Like, like how many Carlton people? Carlton or Res, maybe 200 people. Wow. This is awesome. probably 88, maybe. Like yeah. they were nobody. Maybe I think they had that little EP out. Maybe that was yeah. it. And I, I would love to say that it was this defining moment where I fell in love with this band. It wasn't. No. We had like 12 beer back in the yeah. room before. And <laughs> I just remember, oh, this band's really good. But yeah. that's that's about it. And then, uh, but I saw them at a New Year's Eve party. Ottawa used to have this big New Year's Eve party at the Congress Center, downtown Ottawa. And it was a massive thing where everybody's sort of in their late teens, early 20s would go to and dress up in tuxes and the ladies in nice dresses and it would have about four levels and they'd have a you know a disco on one level and they'd have about three different bands and the hip played, I'm guessing this might have been 91 or something like that, again real early Road Apples was, was out I think but they were still the kind of band that could play at a New Year's Eve party Yeah. and I remember I was already really into them by then and everybody was dancing because you know New Year's Eve everybody's into other stuff you're drinking yeah. and they're, you know, you're with your date or you're trying to pick somebody up. And I, I was sitting there and there was hardly anybody. It was about 20 people who were actually really watching the show. Everybody else was just dancing and mingling around the room. Mm-hmm. And I was like right up against the little the little wall there. And uh, uh, I wrote this in my column. I, 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 Gord finished his, the encore or whatever and said, stay gold, pony boy, as he walked off, which was my... Uh, that's what I used to, I used to, that was my cool little thing. I used to write in all my yearbooks and stuff. I'd always say, stay gold, pony boy, from the outsiders. So that was kind of, I think, the moment where I'm like, this is my man for the rest of my life. Yeah. And uh, well, I snuck into one at Barrymore's once for Trouble at the Hen House. They did a little show at Barrymore's in Ottawa, a little club with like 400 people, and they were huge at this point. And I said that, I, I lied and said that I was had to cover it. I told the doorman that I was supposed to be covering it for CJOH, my TV station, <laughs> and snuck into that one. One of my wife's first dates was one with me. It was at one at Lansdowne Park. I almost got trampled at one at the Ottawa Civic Center where they put chairs on the floor, which was idiotic because it was a young crowd back then for the hip, and uh, the whole like first 10 rows of chairs collapsed because everyone was standing on yeah. them. I ended up with 40 people on top of me. Wow. <laughs> What's the biggest venue you ever saw them play? Just the Air Canada Center, Air Canada I think. Center. I probably saw them three or four times at the Air Canada Center. But, uh, uh, and the, again, I don't want to repeat the whole column. The only time I met him, I went to a, a premiere of a movie that his brother had produced, Dave Bedini, from The Real Statics, a great author who made a movie called The Hockey Nomad. And I arrived late. And so I, sat, I was in the front row and sat and watched this movie. It was, again, small, maybe 60, 70 people there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I got up at the end and I had to leave. And this guy, I felt a tap on the shoulder. I turned around, it was Gord Downey. And he said, hey, I just wanted to say I, I watch you all the time on TV and I, I really like your work. 
And that was the most gaga speechless I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Because this is a guy that was like my favorite musician in my favorite band in the world. And so I, I literally puffy and, and Lester and stuff. I just went, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 I like you too, man. I, yeah, yeah. That was it. <laughs> and, and then I didn't stay around. Um, Tim Thompson, who used to work at TSN yep. and yes. uh, does all those great montages. Uh, he's d- done them for the CBC and Hockey Night for years, did a, a great one again on the hip last week. But he was, the, he was a buddy of mine, and he was there. And he said, you going to stick around? And I said, no, I got to go. I had to get back for something. And I, this is one of the great regrets of my life, because he texted me the next day and said, like, basically everybody left, and him and Gord sat at the bar for three hours and talked. And he was like me. He loved, he loved Gord and the hip just that much. So that was one of my greatest regrets is leaving that, leaving that night. I know, Lester, you met him once, too. I met him once, too, actually. Um, it was uh, the wedding of my friends, uh, Corey and Tracy. Corey and Tracy met here at TSN, and I actually played the wedding, and uh, was very honored to do that and everything. And I was told beforehand that, or I guess one of them knew Gord's wife. I think Tracy might have been fr- Tracy might have been friends, friends with Gord's, with Gord's, with Gord's wife, wife at the time. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm sitting there watching the ceremony, and there's Gord down. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, right? So now you have to understand that uh, I wasn't really, uh, I knew what they meant. I wasn't really a massive hip fan at all, Mm -hmm. uh, but I knew what they meant. So I think I'm of two minds. Number one, be cool. But number two, be professional, right? So I'm there with my band. So I'm thinking, okay, so I actually... Musician to musician, we got to talk. (laughs) I wasn't wasn't anything like that, but I wanted to... (laughs) So what do I do? I, I, I think about it. I go, listen, I got to do, I got to say something. So I just said to him, listen, I mean, I know, I know you're here as a guest and stuff like that. I got this band. You know, you're, I, we knew a couple of hip songs. I said, you, you, you know, if you want to sit in with us, you're welcome. He politely declined. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I figured if you not. said he played, Jimmy would just he'd be devastated right now. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but and honestly, he was, he was very gracious. And uh, Now, was that, was that man the Boneyard crew? Or the, that, uh, the, that actually, the grave, the, the grave oh diggers. That would have been the, the grave, grave diggers. diggers. Yeah. It's Grooveyard. <laughs> Grooveyard. Puppy and I, Puppy and I, you don't understand, Lester. We've decided this is our <laughs> funniest a, bit on the show. Oh, love it. And that we're going to do it for the rest oh, of the time. It's fine. It's, it's all good. It's all good. I the Groove guys, Factory. I knew you guys talked about me. Um, well, that's no, cool. it was it was a band called Tasty Stretch, actually. But, uh, yeah, Tasty, Tasty, Tasty Stretch. Another Lester. I'm surprised band. he declined. Actually, the guy. You mean I can play with Tasty Stretch? Tragically, Imp has broken up as Gord Downey has joined Tasty Stretch. Hey man, this was the, at the time. I mean, Jeff Jones is the bass player for Red Rider, also for Burton Cummings. Oh, another one of my favorite bands, Tom yeah. Docker and Red Rider. Uh, Michael yeah. Vassell's a lunatic friend. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's great. I met I met Tom one time. It was fun. He's a good guy. And even anyway. back, uh, I heard from Daryl this week, uh, who is my buddy from the band. Yeah, now lives way out east. Is yeah. that is that Hall and Oates? Hall and Ass. Hall and Ass. Ass. Sorry. And Daryl <laughs> Daryl was a massive fan too. Daryl actually sent me a, a really cool picture before. Bef- when he wasn't in Hall and Ass, Daryl was actually in a couple of real bands. Mm-hmm. One was called Chapter Twelve. That was his first band he was in, and they played Barrymore's. And on you know Barrymore's, all the all the clubs will put up that thing for who's up this week or this month. Yeah, uh, what are they? I don't. What are the they marquee, called? Marquee, marquee. Okay, board, the yeah. little marquee board, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah. on a piece of paper, right? Sure. Yeah. And 
he's on one with the hip. Oh, that's it says, awesome. like September 12th, the tragically hip, September 14th. But they got it wrong. It says Channel 12. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, and that's why band, they never made it. Their band's called Chapter 12. Uh, but that's, <laughs> I swear that's us. Daryl's one of these guys who keeps nothing. He basically lives like a hermit in the woods. And yeah. that's like the, the one of the few things he's kept because, uh, that would be pretty because cool. he loved the hip so much. Yeah. And when we played the Hall and Ass days, and I would be... My buddy Mark Ward would sing most of the normal songs. He's got a better voice than me, but uh, I would often do do the hip songs uh-huh. because that's what I don't know. That's I tr- spent my entire life singing in the shower, pretending I was Gord. So when Bob uh, McKenzie was honored by the Hockey Hall of Fame a few years ago, and we had a big party for him, they asked me to MC, and we were trying to figure out things to do. So of course, Lester, who's my go-to guy, we came together and we rewrote. Ahead by a century, and Lester and I performed a, a dedicated version, changed all the lyrics to Bob McKenzie, and performed it at this party. Stare at the morning loop inside a trading zone. He's got another scoop, the legend's still going strong. He tweets in real time, he tweets through the night. So there you go. That was that's. I, I, I guess in many ways that's another one of my fantasies. I got to be Gord Downey in front of a crowd. Hey man, listen, you were uh, very good. I, I had I had a good time that night, and it, it's actually one of only one of the few times I've ever performed a hip song. Right. Uh, you know, so it was I good. had to let Lester do the high parts. <laughs> I can't do them. <laughs> that's when the hornets stung me. Uh, but man, it's just I can't think of. A person in my life or for the rest of my life, outside of my family and my friends, who will, I want to say have a bigger influence on my life because that's not, that's too much, but had a bigger presence in my life because he was, that music was every day in my life. Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, you, you're talking about Gord the way I felt about him. I never, I never came close to meeting Michael Jackson, but you That's know, the way you felt, right? That's the way I felt. I was yeah. devastated when he passed away. Yeah. You know? Uh, because that's that's honestly, when I think about singing, he's the first guy I even thought about being, mm-hmm. you know, as a singer. So I watched a movie last week, a long time running, uh, which Puffy you said you I watched, watched it, last night. I watched it uh, a little bit last night, and then today. pretty cool. And one of the coolest really things, good. yeah, one of the coolest things I thought at the end of the movie, uh, Bobby Baker tells a story about a musician in Philadelphia who'd, who'd uh, called or written him and said that he was a huge fan of the band, and he said. You think of rock bands like uh, like a hot air balloon, that you know you maybe you catch the jet stream and you have this incredible ride, but it never ends well for bands. It's like for sportscasters' careers, <laughs> <laughs> they never end well. They always crash land, but uh, uh, the hip got to land the balloon, which I thought was just a fantastic analogy. It was a great story, yeah. Yeah, and Sunday night I watched uh, um, the project that he did about Cheney Wenjack who, of course, was the young indigenous boy who, who ran, ran away from a escape from an Indian residential school. And if, if you can get involved in that, I tweeted the link uh, a while ago. Secret Path was the album that Gord wrote. Just another fantastic piece of work. So just an unbelievable legacy. And just the one other thought before we leave, uh, the one thing that I kept thinking of his kids all week because I felt, you know, I felt bad for myself and I felt bad for every hip fan that had lost him and rightfully so but here's this other you know he's got these kids out there that have lost a dad like we all feel like we've lost this big influence yeah. in our life and yeah. I can't, that stuck with me all weekend long so 
uh, certainly the best to all of Gord's family. I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, for me, I, I'm just, uh, you know, I was not, again, as I'm not a big hip fan, but his legacy and what he stood for and his courage in that, fin- in that final year, I mean, that to me is his biggest mark, if anything. I think that maybe I'm stretching this. Like Terry Fox is, is you know, became a legend, and, and I'm not comparing what Terry went through to what Gord went through. There are parallels, but, Absolutely. you know, running across the country is different. But I, I think we know what happens to people when they pass, when they pass too early, the legends that they become, and Gord's mm-hmm. going to be worthy of all that. I think there's going to be schools named after him and streets named sure. after yeah. him, and he'll be somewhere on that, somewhere on that same level as mm-hmm. Terry Fox to Canadians as decades and decades go by. I, I hope so. Anyway, so Gord, thank you for everything, man. That was, uh, that's a hell of a 30 years and I'll listen to it for the next uh, 40 or 50 years. And I thank you guys all for indulging me. Like I said, I didn't want this to be sad, but, uh, this is what this podcast is for to talk about, uh, the stuff that impacts our lives. So I, I don't think there's a, an easy transition from, uh, from one legend to, to another one. Oh, but here's the Rod Smith recap from last week. <laughs> On episode six of the Rubber Boots podcast, Duffy had another wacky dream. Seems like I'm covering a Leafs Jets game. The reporters all get gifts. The gifts are giant bags of corn seed. Wow, a whole bag of corn seed, and it's all mine. You know what Roddy and the ladies do with a bag of corn seed? <laughs> Actually, nothing. Even Roddy can't make corn seed sexy. The boys also unveiled their newest sponsor for the Dream segment. Dreams is brought to you by iDrinkCoffee.com, our new sponsor. Welcome aboard, guys. But just curious, why aren't you sponsoring the Rod Smith Baby Recap, the most popular segment on this or any podcast? It's a great cause. If someone does sponsor Roddy, all proceeds will go to remodeling the champagne room on the west side of my compound. Oh, if those carpets could talk. Also, Duffy made the ridiculous suggestion that my personal attendant Emilio should have his own podcast. Where does Emilio go? What is his, what's his character arc? I think, I think he should have a whole spin-off he, podcast. He ha- I mean, I love that little fella, but that's just an idiotic I Hold on a sec. Hello, Roddy Franchise here. Hello, Mr. Rodsmith, baby. Emilio, where the hell are you? I told you to refill the waterbed in the jungle room and use Evian, just like my baths. Sorry, Mr. Smith, baby. I'm taking day off in lieu of overtime. I have started my own podcast. You what? Yes, Mr. Rod, baby. Have a listen. Hello. Welcome to Emilio, Rod Smith, baby, inside the podcast with me, Emilio. Today, watch Helen Mirren look like naked. Her bosom is supple and beautiful. Whoa, whoa, Emilio. Don't forget the most important words for everyone on Roddy's staff. Non-disclosure agreement. Sorry, Mr. Rod, baby. I'd be more careful. Please subscribe and give me five stars on iTunes. See you Thursday, Mr. Baby. Huh. Well, I'd fire the little fella, but I admire his spunk. And his delicate massage fingers. Anyway, where was I? Later, Puffy introduced the Urban Dictionary term cuffing season to the boys. Is in the fall when horny singles want to mate up for the cold months ahead. At Roddy's place, cuffing season has a more literal meaning. It's also known as Saturday night. And whatever the crime is... Roddy is guilty and ready to pay. Grab the corn seed, ladies. No, still doesn't work. Till next time, kids. Oh my God, <laughs> Roddy! Oh, Emilio with his own. 
podcast. Now, do we have to? Do we have to follow through? Does Rod? Does Amelia have to have a full podcast launched on iTunes next week? Five stars. Maybe that's. I think uh, maybe we have Puffy's hypo- a special edition of Puffy's Hypotheticals later for uh, our special guest, Tessa Bonham, but maybe we should have a, a just a pretend one here of what, what should happen to Emilio. I guess it's more of a fandom question, but uh, does Emilio uh, branch off and have his own segment on the show? Um, do, does, is it time that he, has he gone too far does Emilio need to be written off the show? No, no. And if he's written off, should he be killed? Killed, <laughs> <laughs> killed fired. I want Emilio to succeed. I don't yeah, think we can Emilio kill him off. Yeah, Emilio's a winning. He's no, got a he's winning a smile. He's a winner. It's a fantasy he dies in some bizarre oil incident. <laughs> <laughs> oil would be involved. Uh, I think Emilio, though, maybe, I think maybe we, he has to maybe disappear for a while, and then we bring him back. And then the popularity soars. Yeah. But then Rod needs to hire a new personal attendant, <laughs> which opens all sorts of possibilities. Yes, indeed. Still the most dumbest thing ever. I ran into, uh, if, you, if you check out the... Uh, hey, another thing we did. We've done two... Th- we're starting to do things we actually say we're going to do. Oh, what else? Uh, we started the Rubber Boots Podcast Instagram, Instagram. account. Oh, yeah. We're, we're getting, getting things done here. <laughs> Figuring it out. So we finally have a woman on the show, yeah, and we start our Rubber Boots podcast Instagram account. And Is it doing well? As I was coming in today, oh yeah, just followers galore, like seven or eight? No, no. <laughs> like 600 or something. 523. Yeah, that's good. Uh, 523? Yeah. Okay. At, at this time. Except another problem. I don't know how to... Um, how do you shuggle, shuttle, shuggle? Shuggle. <laughs> I don't know how to shuggle between accounts, so I have to uh, sign off my own account, and so it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I will give you guys all the passwords, so you can all compose whatever you want on the Rubber Boots Pod account. Nice. That'll be fun. <laughs> Although it could be a little <laughs> dangerous with Puffy on a Saturday night. <laughs> anyway, Rod. if you go up there, there's a shot of Rod Smith Baby. On. Uh, I, as I was coming in today to tape the podcast, who was in, getting into his parking spot? But Rod Smith, baby. How are those fries, Susan? I'll share the photo with you. Was getting out of it? Because I parked in his spot. <laughs> he, he, was, he, he was just leaving. If you, oh, of course, perfect. You were late, Puffy. Perfect. But tell me this isn't, uh, and you know, people can actually follow along at home, unlike most of our bad podcast uh, gags where I'm showing you things that they can't actually see. But <laughs> how is this for a Rod Smith, baby photo? Get back to 1978. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, he was just awesome. Lester, he had just invoiced. <laughs> he had just invoiced, <laughs> and he was mean? on his way. Actually, he was coming in to do. He does these top ten shows or plays of the month shows, yeah. mm-hmm. which is a Rod Smith baby oh. show because he comes in, reads bang, about, bang, reads about six leads off a prompter, invoice, and he's gone. <laughs> Uh, Rod loves Emilio. That's what he told me. So there's your Rod Smith recap for this week. Time to uh, catch up on what we've all been up to in a segment we like to call The Week That Was. Let's discuss the week that was with James Dubbing and the Rebel Boots Podcast Crew. So I have a problem. Uh, the other night... I have a loft above my garage in the compound. I don't have a Rod Smith baby type compound, a smaller compound, but I have a uh, a loft, so an extra bedroom above my eight car garage. Um, 
<laughs> you know, I just slid that right, right by you guys. Nice try. And I'm like, uh, so no, we all caught it. So it's six. This is going to sound bad, but uh, the maids were there. I have maids coming once a week to clean the compound. You nice. have, do you have maids? I have a cleaning a maid service. A cleaning lady. Same lady. Thing. Cleaning lady. She brings one. One. Okay, so she brings every a, other week. She brings. That's I have once a week. So we're not that much different. Seems pretty soft. Fancy. Cleaning lady. Lester, one, I have once in a while. There you go. So that's not they a, are marriage don't savers. Don't try and Richie, Richie. Yeah, they are definitely. So when they come in, you know they're mopping and stuff. So I go up to the loft to hang out because you don't want to be awkwardly staring at them cleaning <laughs> while you sit there <laughs> and do nothing. Basically, that's what I do. So I'm lying on the bed in the loft, and I'm realizing that something is in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, something is. Uh, oh, and then then it starts. Scratching. A uh, lot of scratching. Uh, I guess Stoff could have done these effects afterwards, <laughs> but I'm try- trying to do them myself. But scratching extremely strong and loudly. Like in my mind, I'm pretty sure it's a Black Panther. <laughs> so this goes on for uh, 15 or 20 minutes. I, I, I call my wife up and say, what do you think this is? She, she thinks it's also a Black Panther or a Bobcat. And, uh, Both very realistic. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to have to deal with this. But the way I usually deal with things is I forget about them, <laughs> <laughs> which is what I did. Because I couldn't figure out, I couldn't the see The loft it. is off limits, family. All right. Realistically, raccoon yeah. or a really giant squirrel. Okay? Yeah. One of your dogs, potentially. No, it's in the ceiling. Yeah, There's no way up there. There's no attic. There's no little well, how ladder. How did it get up there? Was it born? Well, it's, it's, something got up there. There's a hole somewhere to get up there. No, it had to come through the roof somehow. The roof. Obviously, yeah. so there's got to be a there. problem on my roof. <laughs> my dog. That's the worst theory ever. When it come, turns out to be one of the dogs, you'll come back. <laughs> you'll be like, you were right. Touche. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> More horn, please. Lester brought the horn in today. <laughs> I followed up, man. Yeah. Now, is that... It was an odd time to bring it into the pod for the first time, <laughs> right in the middle of the, of the Bobcat story, but... Gonna, you know. It's not a Bobcat. Do you have a theme for... <laughs> There's a squirrel in my attic, play some horn. There you go. It sounds like a squirrel attic. There's no way it's anything you think it is. What if it's one of those scary little girls in a dress from the horror movies? That is not good if it is. I would move. Because that's probably my worst fear. It's a better chance of that than a Black Panther. (laughs) There's no chance it's anything like that. Okay, so yesterday I go up to the attic again. Oh, you went up there. And there's now a hole in the roof. Oh, boy. Something has scratched its way through your roof. Through the roof. Now, I'm not going to stretch this. It's not a giant three-foot hole, you know, that a small, scary girl in a dress could come down, like from those horror movies, or a serial killer, or what other terrifying things are there. Uh, Smoke monster. (laughs) (laughs) What was that show? Lost? Lost, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's probably about the size of... uh, Maybe a, a, could a tennis ball fit through the hole? No, maybe a toonie. A toonie, okay. Hold on. The way you're describing this story is well, di- way different than a toonie-sized hole. Well, it's still a little That's terrifying that something is trying to claw its way into my house. It's probably a woodpecker or something Okay, like so Bob had a raccoon. 
I always go to Bob because yeah. he's sage advice. Bob had a raccoon in his attic, and he called a service seventeen hundred dollars to get the what? Bob doesn't do things for cheap. No, he doesn't mess around. No. Well, why so should he do? That? I called them mm-hmm. just to ask to say you give <laughs> tell them the story, try to get some free advice. It's about that. So. And they told you we'll Her have to first, come around? <laughs> I said, okay, big, scary, Black Panther-type thing, clawing at my ceiling, and now it's carved a hole, which is a big deal. It's gotten through the wood, through the drywall, through the ceiling. That's a lot to get through. And yeah. she said, I think it's mice. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the size of a toonie. I said, yeah, a little. I said, no, no, a mouse does not scratch like that, that they loud. Little, they she have goes, the little teeth. She goes, well, it's amplified they, when they, it's in a ceiling. They do. No, yeah, they, they don't. Do. It yeah. was not a mouse. Well, someone needs to get the cleaning lady there a couple it's more like, times. It's like that. <laughs> it's like you got a little bit of a dirty problem. It's like the Sylvester and Tweety cartoon where it's not a mouse, but it's really a kangaroo. No, it's not. It is. You, I see the kangaroo, but all you guys see but the when mouse. You, you went up to the attic, you couldn't find anything. Because it's a mouse. It's hidden away. A mouse cannot make a hole in a ceiling and go through three inches of two by four or whatever the hell's up there. Some of them are mighty. She said it could be a squirrel. A squirrel? She threw me a bone. But she said it's not a raccoon. Yeah, it's nothing. And then I, at the end of the conversation, I said, Black Panther, any chance? (laughs) (laughs) It's not a bat, is it? It can't be bats. She said, if it is a Black Panther, sir, (laughs) it will cost you (laughs) $17,000 for us to have it removed. So they're coming out Friday. Oh, they're coming to get this. So mouse. on the next edition of the podcast. Why don't you try the mousetrap? Because that's like admitting defeat. I did a mousetrap a few years ago, and I actually didn't believe it'd work. And, it and then all you hear is snap. And, and it's like, it. ah, you start screaming, and then you go over there, and there's a dead mouse. I mean, I've had, I've had places at previous houses where you've called the exterminator, and they, put, they plant the little the, poison the traps, and yeah, kills yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. And they, they disintegrate or something. Just go to Home Depot. And like they don't that. cost $1,700. No. Save exactly. yourself some money. Throw, if it's probably a mouse, just throw it at the mousetrap. Maybe a coyote. <laughs> maybe maybe There's a lot of coyotes around my house. Yeah, and they I live in the climb up your, to your roof and... Dig a little toonie-sized hole. You know, they're Stuff nim- I'll do for five hundred bucks each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could get a sponsor uh, that is an exterminator. Yeah. Right. We'll work on that. Um, anyway, so that was my story for the week. Not much else happened. What about you guys? Anything else happened? Any Elton Ron uh, shows this no, week? No Elton Ron shows. What but about uh, the uh, the Bone Diggers? Yeah. <laughs> The Graveyard Sound. <laughs> Group Red did not play this week, but I, I did play at the Rex with my band. Oh, oh, the Rex. I have to tell you, this is I meant to tell you this last week. So um, I have uh, my, my, my guitarist, my friend, my, Michael Acapetti, Louis Samao, guitar and bass in my band, respectively. Boy Wonder. Boy Wonder. Uh, <laughs> Boy Wonder is another thing. But uh, this thing at the, the, the Rex, and I'm hoping that everybody I Lester knows in his life is the Boy Wonder. <laughs> in our world, there's only Boy Wonder and Elton well, John, Michael, who might be the same guy. Michael Acapetti. He gets a lot of shout-outs. He gets a lot of shout-outs. He's Elton Ron, right? That's the real name for Elton Ron. No, he's the Boy Wonder. He's Grooveyard and my band. And we do solo stuff. Which one does the Boy Wonder play in? Boy Wonder's a producer. He doesn't play in any bands. Did he produce either of your bands? No. Oh. He produces stuff for us. But the Boy Wonder is the synonym for Elton Ron, right? No. <laughs> I don't know why Lester comes back every week. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, finish your I'm story. I'm a glutton. But anyway, uh, so long and short, I'm planning a tour next year, and uh, when Michael Acapetti goes out west, he uses a drummer. Okay. That drummer is Tony Ferraro, Ray Ferraro's brother. Oh. Okay. Tony is in town this week for something, 
So Tony's playing with us at the Rex on, on Friday. Ray Ferraro's Real brother Ferraro is in your band. It's, it's wow. going to be playing with me, yeah. That's great. Wow. Look at that. Does he look like Ray? I have no idea. Is he, angry? Never met him. Is he angry like Ray? I, I don't know. He's probably going to be the I exact so. opposite. I have a sensitive soul. I've heard, I've heard he's a very, very good drummer, and I'm looking forward to uh, performing with him. You should play the theme that I wrote for called What's Buggin' Ray for the segment What's Buggin' Ray. And it goes like this. It goes, What's Buggin' Ray? What's Buggin' Ray? Everybody's wondering what's bugging Ray. And you, you give me a hard time about yeah, lyrics. Yeah, he's going to say. <laughs> it sounds like you wrote hello. 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 Look, it's like a, it's like, it's a four-second animation. Well, oh, by the way, I, I would never accuse Lester of plagiarism. He's, he's a very talented, yes. very original musician. But one of our beloved listeners of the podcast yeah. sent me a YouTube link this week and said... Was this the song that inspired Lester's Hello, Hello, Hello? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hi, 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 hi. Hello, hello. Good morning to you. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah. I oh. think strikingly similar. <laughs> I think that's someone's lyrics. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Oh my god. So the, that's a good song. I like that. Yeah, which version do you like better? I think I like the new version better. <laughs> the funniest I like thing the is the piano. Do you have uh, stuff do you what was that from? It's from some kids show uh, called that's the Mother Goose Playhouse. Wow. <laughs> Mother Goose Club. I like yeah. that Mother, Mother Goose, Goose yes. Club. Milo Richie and I stole from that song, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lester had stumbled across that lyric sheet. <laughs> yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, 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 hi. It is catchy. <laughs> You got to hear the Spanish version. Why don't hello, I do? Hello, hello. Why don't I do a Twitter poll this week? Yeah, which, which is your favorite Hello song? <laughs> Lionel Richie, Lester, or what is it? The Mother Goose Mother podcast Goose. or something? Uh, I no, think no, the Mother no. Goose is going to take <laughs> this Mother one. Mother Goose is going <laughs> to for some reason. That is hilarious. Uh, a new segment this week. Uh, all the best new segments are started by mistake. So last <laughs> night uh, on the we were doing a regional Leafs game for you folks in the Leafs region. And it was the Leafs and the Kings. And we were doing our, what we call our eight-minute on. So we'd done a pregame show. Then we come on. We say, hello. Ray talks for a second. Then the panel each has a quick comment. And then off we go to the game. So another little television lesson. We, we try to do stuff off the cuff as much as possible. But we'll have a little meeting, Puffy, and the guys on the panel and the evil quiz master. And just say, okay, what do you want to talk about in this little on? So Dave Poulin says, I want to talk about Frederick Anderson. And Bob says, I want to talk about uh, maybe Drew Doughty or Mitch Marner or whatever the mm -hmm. heck it was. And O... O usually does big picture. Yeah. <laughs> o says, I'll talk big picture, which means nothing. O, is, o, o always shows up late because he's done radio right before. And so this is Jeff O'Neill for those of you who don't listen um, to the least broadcast. So... O pops in late. I had no idea we wanted to talk about, which is fine most of the time. But I like to ask questions as a broadcaster. I don't like to be one of those guys <laughs> who just says, hey, uh, Mitch Marner's good, isn't he? I hate those things. I, I want a question. For sure. So <laughs> uh, we didn't have time. We only had about 15 seconds to talk during the commercial break. So I said, Bob, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing Mitch Marner. Uh, Pulley, what are you doing, Frederick Anderson? And O goes, uh, 
I don't know. I'll just chime. Chime is our word for he'll just go off the other guys. So, James, you don't have to ask me a question. I'll just follow up right. poorly. So <laughs> off we go in the conversation, and uh, Bob's talking, and Oak keeps looking at me like, are you going to ask me something? I'm like, no. And I, I keep getting the signal, like the brush off. No, you're, you're just going. So, of course, Bob uh, Pooley finishes, and O just sits there and stares at me. <laughs> and so I had no idea what he wanted to talk about. So this is the best I could come up with. All right, Jeff, your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I started immediately laughing. I was oh, dying. So and I if was you, like, listen, don't laugh again. And just listen to Jeff chuckle. Play it again. All right, Jeff, your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> It was so good. I mean, I <laughs> deep probing question there. So we've decided that uh, Jeff, your thoughts is is going to be a segment, a running segment. But uh, Jeff's thoughts, uh, he says that this will be his only answer whenever I ask him that question. James, I don't give a about your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our f- first edition of Jeff, your thoughts. Yeah, he's wow, not a fan of your work. <laughs> Time to get to our sponsors, baby. Let's begin with, uh, let's go with the idrinkcoffee.com sponsored segment we call Dreams. So baby, dry your eyes, save all the tears If you weren't with us last week, and frankly, who the hell wasn't? Everybody was here. iDrinkCoffee.com has come aboard, uh, the place for specialty coffee in Canada, the largest selection of equipment, and the coffee is freshly roasted in Milton, Ontario. They offer specialty coffee drinks to all Canadians from every major growing region in the world. And special thing they have going, the sweepstakes this week, where they're giving away a... Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot something. I got called out by several listeners. Um, you're, you're Italian, James. No, not that. But uh, so apparently the, the word, I, I wasn't, I've never been a big espresso drinker. No. Apparently uh, I called it several times last week, espresso. <laughs> <laughs> and I will admit to the fact that my entire life I thought it was espresso. And seeing that none of you corrected me, maybe, not, uh, maybe not, you also believed. Also, Did you believe the word was espresso? I wouldn't have known enough to correct you. <laughs> the word is espresso. 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 Well, that sounds a lot nicer. Instead of espresso. And I always thought it good. You know, you'd have a nice oh, sip of it and then you express yourself. Uh, espresso. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have to become that. big espresso connoisseurs. Yeah. I, I, I didn't catch that last week. I'm yeah. surprised. Sometimes I don't listen, though. Espresso. Hawaii, though. Hawaii. Yeah, that was, say yeah. it again, Hawaii. Listen, you can't make fun of me for that. Do you know that on that segment, and this was pointed out to me by several people, yeah. you asked if Hawaii was in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I asked if it was if you drove on the right side of the road. <laughs> I didn't ask with the, Which is I knew it's in the United basically States. Basically the <laughs> same question. Hey, they have some topsy turvy law, state laws. So essentially, the theme of this segment is that we're dumb. But we've proven that through a year and a half, haven't we? Espresso. <laughs> Espresso, served in America and Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> no, say it, say it properly. Hawaii. 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 Uh, uh, sorry, I interrupted my idrinkcoffee.com plug. So uh, they have a fantastic limited edition espresso machine worth over $7,200 that uh, all 100 winners of the Giro d'Italia, their names are engraved on it. 
and it has pink gauges. Uh, Lance Armstrong ever win that? That is a great question. I'm going to ask Slavic. Because that would be that would be pretty. I'm going I'm to Google. Yeah, and you don't have to buy anything. I mean, go check out. We hope you buy something at idrinkcoffee.com because there are friends and there are sponsors. But go on, and you, all you have to do is register, and you can win this thing, which is. Very, very, very cool. There's only two, basically, in North America. Slavic's got them both, and he's given one away. So, And Slavic's cool. going to come on and talk about TFC, who set the record this week, making Puffy very happy for the most points yeah, in an yes. MLS season. How many uh, TFC fans are going to get the t- the jersey with 69 on it? Point, says the name. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've already thought of it. Oh. Uh, dreams this week. So I, I'm starting to realize that I have a lot of dreams where I'm covering some sort of NHL events. At least those are where my memorable ones are, after the red wine. <laughs> uh, so this time I'm covering All-Star or something like that. And I'm waiting to interview Eric Carlson. Okay. Uh, a person named Nikki Bergen is my camera person. Puffy okay. will know who Nikki is. Yep. Nikki was our floor director one year on the NHL on TSN. Yeah, mid-2000s. A dancer, lovely lady, wonderful person. She was one of Puffy's and my favorites. Yeah, very nice. And uh, so Nikki must have crept, <laughs> crept into my dream. <laughs> Sorry, Nikki, if I've been creeping you all these years later because um, I haven't seen Nikki in ages. But So Nikki's our, my camera person. She can't get into position for scrum, so I'm a little mad at Nikki. Uh, we leave and drive to some neighborhood where we think Carlson lives to try and get the interview. Ryan Rashog is driving. So Rashog, for the second straight week, has crept into my dream. We're now out of the city in swampy wilderness. Uh, we switch to one of those boats that drives through swamps. Hydro, what are they, hydro The foils? ones with the big fan in the back? The fan yeah. Boat. Oh, those are awesome. Aren't they, yeah. aren't they called fan, fan boats? Yeah. I don't know, because if I say something, we'll be wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're called... The but we te- know what they are. I think the technical term is fan boats. <laughs> fan boats, for so sure. So Rashog and I switch into one of these. I say, I don't think this is right. Rashog says, just stay down. I got this. Just stay down. I got this. Oh, wow. So I lie face forward in the boat. <laughs> that, was oh. the, that was the part I remembered most from the dream is Rashog saying, I got this. I got this. Now, suddenly we're at a hotel, so I don't know what happened to the swamp. I'm at a hotel. You if got you, that, apparently. Um, now it feels like the cup final instead of the all-star game is what I remember. There's a luncheon going on. You get these free lunches at the yep. Stanley Cup final, which we often attend, Puffy and I. I can't find a place to sit. I grab a plate. It's dirty. Go downstairs to the kitchen where they're washing the dishes to get a clean plate. The woman screams at me, says, I'm the 10th guy to come down here. Rashog shows up, once again says, I got this. James, I got this. (laughs) And goes to talk to her. I go back upstairs. Realize now I was supposed to come in costume. Uh, Dregs is there dressed as Batman. Oh, wow. Oh, He'd wow. be a good Batman. Batman. Elliot Friedman is a cowboy with a fake horse. Wow. Like one of those, like... One of those little girls... Little those, ones? <laughs> little, 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 <laughs> one of those ones like that a, has on the... Broomstick? Yeah, like, yeah the, little, awesome. the broomstick yeah. ones. Uh, there's some commotion. Elliot, scoopster, tells me that another woman also showed up with a horse, got angry, and fired a gun in the air. Wow. Cops have arrived. Hotel evacuated. Steve Simmons... Steve Simmons, writer, sometimes appears on TSN, is outside in his pajamas complaining. What the hell is going on here? (laughs) (laughs) That's actually my favorite part of the that's my favorite part of the dream. I say, Where's your costume? He replies, This is another quote that I remember from the dream. This is it, cowboy. (laughs) This is it, cowboy. (laughs) Which is weird because I'm not dressed as a cowboy. That's that's Elliot Friedman. Yeah. 
Uh, I said it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Rashog is outside, <laughs> says, I told you to stay down. I told you to stay down! <laughs> <laughs> He's got this! I got this. Uh, I lie down on the sidewalk, uh, fall asleep, dream ends. That's fantastic. Wow. That's another addition. Because last week, dreams. Rashog was in your dream. You didn't say Very anything. minor character. Yeah. And I think the fact that you probably tell me that... Guil- you and, guilted and it. And then I have to listen to the podcast to write the Rod Smith recap. Yeah. It gets embedded in yeah. my head. I don't know why Noodles keeps showing up, though. He's not in that one. No. But he's been in probably three I've had in the last two weeks. I have a really? bit of an infatuation, apparently. Really? With Noodles. Good to see Nikki Bergen in the dream. Yeah, I mean, she's... Nikki, a- if you're out there, if any friends of Nikki Bergen are listening to the podcast, say hi. Ellen is our current floor director. She yes. Also we love Ellen. For sure. As well. um, so that, Very cool. <laughs> that's Dreams brought to you by idrinkcoffee.com, the number one place for specialty coffee in Canada. Go on to their website, idrinkcoffee.com, and enter the sweepstakes to win a fancy espresso machine. From, espresso. Uh, like from my little research here, it does not look like Lance won. The Giro d'Italia? No. Okay. Uh, still very cool. Uh, yeah, all of, the names of, of everybody on oh, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, to uh, our original sponsor and um, our favorite segment we do every single week here is Fandom. The Fandom Sports app, the only app where you get to argue about sports and win stuff. Vote on arguments, post your arguments, win fights, collect points, and win cool Oh, excuse me. Uh, fight with your thumbs, <laughs> not your fist. Well, they actually sent me this copy, and I changed uh, it to stuff. Oh, wow. Because oh. I, like I've oh. told you guys before, I don't like to just swear on the podcast for the heck of swearing. Yes, yes. If yeah, it, but if, if it's what a sponsor wants. No, if it fits, yeah, I guess so. Um, and, you know, in fairness, it sounded a lot better when you said <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep doing that. Insert then. graphic fight here. Fight with your thumbs, not your fist. Fandom Sports app, available now in the Apple Store, coming really soon to your Android users. Uh, so our fandom sports question last week, wow, did it go nuts? Well, OJ tends to attract the crowd. Yeah. Exactly. So we basically asked, would you play golf with OJ Simpson? And 55%, it was a pretty close poll, 55% to 45% said yes. So I won. Yes, you did. All three win. of you guys. Said you're saying no. your friends didn't actually My friends, believe us. They, no, they thought you were liars and they had no respect for you guys. Really? Yeah, they said that you're. I'm a man of my word. Strong, strong beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> Pro OJ. Uh, uh, so um, more action, as they like to say on the Phantom Sports <clears throat> app, on this than any other question we've done so far. And we weren't he even still giving moves away the, the needle. We weren't he giving does. away the Leafs jersey. Okay, I got a little bit of bad news. Oh, um, the Duffy Leafs jersey. Yeah, that we talked about giving away. My son came home from the weekend from, no. from Gulf University. You can't let this happen. He you can't gave, take it. He gave it to his girlfriend. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, oh. moral dilemma. Thoughts? Yeah, that's Wait. all right. Well, <laughs> oh. I know, mean. She wanted to wear something his. She's a Leafs, I guess, Leafs fan. What, what, what am I supposed to say to that? That's like uh, basically a ring, though. Saying you got the name. You know what he's doing? That's like you getting a dog with a girl. Like you giving her a jersey with your name on the back. That's pretty serious. How about I make this deal? If she maybe she'll bring it back, or if they break up, I'll get it back from her, and then we'll give it away. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) As worn by, I think it's tainted now. I think it's is it? Yeah, I yeah. think it's her jersey. Well, you know, Rachel now. is a very nice girl, my son's girlfriend, so I'm happy that she has it. Well, at least Jared's not wearing it. That wouldn't have been cool. No, it wouldn't have been cool. He knows no, that. That's good. Yeah, he's too cool for that. Uh, again, we're waiting. We hope to have other jerseys for you. Um, I actually stole Puffy a Leafs cap. Oh, nice. To give to you, to maybe give to one oh. of your boys. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. So 
Um, this week we're giving away, as always, the autographed copy of The Guy on the Left. I will be sending out those to all the winners this week, once Puffy gets around to doing that. Uh, great, <laughs> great, great answers this week. I'll be meeting people at a local Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a book there. All right, let's go through some of the of the best answers, and then we'll pick one, because we have not chosen a winner yet. No. All right? There were some sensational responses. Absolutely terrific. So here we go. This one's from Big Brad's dad. Seriously, if it has taken him this long to find Nicole's killer, how long will it take him to find his ball in the woods? <laughs> That's one long round of golf. That was, that was pretty solid. Sandwiches, 1123. I just, I just like his first line. Let me take a stab at this. <laughs> the rest of it wasn't, wasn't sensational, but I like the first line. Um, Chambers, 1734. Again, it's not the entire answer I enjoy about this. Not because he is broke. I'm not paying for Stabby to play 18. <laughs> the fact that he's nicknamed it's him Stabby. Stabby. Is definitely worth worth a mention on the podcast. Uh, a lot of people stabby. that said only if he picks me up in the white Bronco. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, put the glove on if the glove don't fit. All that stuff. Yeah. That's uh, there's a lot of good ones there. Uh, here's Oz Miller. I typically cheat at golf, and we all know how he handles cheaters. <laughs> so I should say no to this one. <laughs> Harsh, but a contender. Yeah, I mean, look at it. It's clever. When you throw out a question that involves... Yeah, a murder. A murder. No, an accused murder. Who is yeah. murder. It's hard not to get politically correct yeah, answers I mean. this, right? Yeah. This might be my favorite. This is from Cromerica. No way. If I beat him, he'll write a book called I Didn't Lose at Golf, but if I had... <laughs> It would have gone like this. <laughs> also, I'd get nervous if he talked about my slice. That, that's pretty that's good. That's pretty good. Okay, that's pretty so good. that's a finalist. Yeah. Oh, you people are sick. Wyatt Zeger. As a waiter who loves sleeping around with football players' wives, I will respectfully decline. <laughs> Uh, uh, how about we give it? How about we give two books, two books. to the last two? The last two, yeah, yeah. two books. You are they're, they're clever. <laughs> they're raunchy answers, yeah. but they were very, very good. So, thank you for all your responses this week on uh, to that question. The question this week on the Rubber Boots Podcast is a pretty simple one. Justin Timberlake has been announced as the halftime performer at the Super Bowl, which I will be at in. Minnesota. It's, that's where they, I forgot <laughs> just, it's in Minnesota. I'm having trouble getting over this have, one. Do they have the domed stadium there? They got the brand new fancy oh, stadium's yeah. apparently unbelievable. It's like yeah. the Dallas stadium, like it's crazy, crazy nice. Oh, probably but, fun, nice. And I've heard Minnesota's a sneaky good town. Yeah. Hey, sure. Prince had a good time there. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's just a two but it's January or beginning of February. Yeah, it's it'll be it's gonna yeah. be cold. But I mean, one of the great thing cup. about just the great cup. Just like a great cup. Great cups are cold. They're yeah, fun. but great cups are great because there's something Canadian about being cold. Minnesota's almost not Canada. The same. Yeah, I am not going to complain. I love and the uh, maximum party the will be a little bit uh, <laughs> thin. The yes, crowd heavy for coats. <laughs> All those parties. You know what? The maximum party is the biggest joke going. All those parties. Ninety percent guys. Yeah, it's true. You know, maybe in the early days when Maxim started the party or Victoria's Secret, they'd have all the models there. Yeah. And now, if you go to one of those parties, which I've been to, it's it's 
99% guys, and I feel sorry for all the women that are there because yeah. it's just yeah. pathetic. So no offense, Maxim. No. But, uh, you don't want to get disinvited. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, so Justin Timberlake, pretty simple question. JT for the Super Bowl halftime show, yes or no? I think the way our friend Nick at Fandom worded it yeah. was, it's only for teenage girls or T- JT's the man, something like that. Yeah. Now, what, what I need from you here, the creativity this week was maybe the best we've seen it. There was 25 fantastic yeah, responses a lot of funny stuff. on there. So you can offer up somebody else if you want, um, but answer the poll, download the Fandom Sports app, answer the question, be creative, why JT should be on the show or why he shouldn't be on the show, and if you think somebody else should be on the show, well, go ahead. Well, uh, well I'll tell you what, um, I, I, I have a little bit of an issue with this. Oh. Because I think uh, don't, I th- don't get your ass fired. Uh, I'm not gonna get. We haven't fired, fired you in like all you know, season. You know, so far, I've been pretty good. I've been, you know, <laughs> no. I was fired again. Um, I have a little bit of an issue with this because, and, and you know, I, I, I'm going to shout out to my mom, Joan, because she she will be the first to bring this up. Dedicated listener. Dedicated dedicated listener. Hi, Joan. <laughs> She's never heard it. Anyway, and I will allow her to. Um, but in any case, I think it's unfair that that that. That Justin is welcome back with open arms. Yet Janet Jackson, who of course had the big Nipplegate scandal, he was there with Janet in 2005 or whenever it was, and all of a sudden, I get know, that. I, I, get, I think it's a little bit sexist. I get that, but you know? the only the only thing you could argue is Janet is not a major selling artist anymore well, where J- JT Janet's, still is. Janet's, yeah, Janet's not nearly as relevant as, J- as JT still is. I but that's, agree. A fa- that's a fair case. Oh, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. You, you think know? that thing was planned? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 don't, I don't think it was, but I, I just am eh? probably incredibly uh, naive look, to that. I'll why have, would you want... Why would you... Shock the world. Did, you, I, but did I, they really I, sell records, either I, one of them, I because of that? I have a theory. I believe... You remember at the time her brother, Michael... Mm-hmm. was involved in that second sexual uh, molestation trial. And I think maybe... In Distraction? Some, somehow, somehow she wanted to take the heat off I him. don't know, man. Well, that well, sounds look, conspiracy kind of, theorist. Like, yeah. look, look, here's the thing. For me, there was no reason for her to do that at all. And the, But there's no reason for... It, does, it didn't boost... Do you think that boosts Janet's or JT's career? JT no. didn't look good on it either. No, but I mean, look at the Kardashians. They became famous doing amateur porn. Yeah, but these guys already I mean, had... Okay, that's there's one thing about Puffy not being totally irrelevant and then finding a way to become famous, but these people were famous. They're doing the Super Bowl halftime absolutely. show. What else do you I, want? To this day, I'm disappointed that Janet put herself in that position because it was just, just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. She, at, at, at that point in her career... She had done a lot of really good things, very, very positive uh, image and stuff like that. So why put yourself, lower yourself like that? Do you call her uh, Janet or Miss Jackson if you're nasty? (laughs) 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 Uh, Okay, so uh, uh, valid points there by Lester. Uh, He won't be fired for that. Um, uh, Puffy, would you have JT? Yeah, I think he's a superstar. I think that this... It's a good thing to come back around, though. You know, you don't want the last thing of him at the Super Bowl to be the memory of that, so... Right, I have no problem. What goes around comes back around. Isn't that a JT lyric? Yeah, goes around comes around. And and he's and he's really and he's He's really talented. Yeah, and he'll put on a good show, and it'll be fun. You'll have have a good time. You'll be dancing. I'm gonna enjoy. Like you get down when you're at the. the Oh yeah, I'm usually in the crowd. Do you kids? Do you run down there? And hold the big parachute. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I, I. It always usually sounds better. I think in the stadium than it does at home. 
My all-time favorite was U2. That's the one I was always jealous after, about not being at. After 9-11 in New Orleans yeah. in the Superdome. And they, they put the names of all the victims up on the side of the or the roof of the Superdome. Yeah. And that was probably the most emotional That's and powerful. just yeah, powerful. And plus, it, U2 is great for something like that. And it even played like on TV. It felt the same. Like it felt right. powerful and emotional. You know that what the question really maybe should have been? Uh, ideal Super Bowl act this year. Justin Timberlake, Elton Ron. <laughs> Imagine if they skipped right by Elton John and went to Elton Ron for the Super Bowl halftime act. Elton Ron and the Bone Diggers. Stoff, uh, JT, yes or no? Yeah, he's a great entertainer. Uh, but much like Lester, it'd be great to see Janet up there as well. And I think everyone wins in that scenario. Oh, look at that. Politically correct, Politically correct stuff. Correct. I would love it if she was a surprise Maybe guest. he'll, that's what he'll do. Yeah, maybe that's, that's what he'll job. do. All right. Uh, Lester, I, did you do a song for Tessa? I did do a song for oh, Tessa. I'm very proud great. of it, actually. All right. I, like Let, it. Let's, I don't know if it's going to incorporate guitar or sax, but let's welcome Tessa Bonham the way that only Lester can. One, two, buckle my shoe. Tessa Bonham. Tessa Bonham. Tessa Bonham. Tessa Bonham. Tessa Welcome to the podcast. Very good. Once again, the intricate lyrics of Lester McLean. Um, I've never he's heard a someone, writer. I've never heard someone pronounce my name properly so many times. Well, uh, what, how do, what do people say? Uh, Bonehome? Bonham. I get a Bonham. lot down in the States. Bonhomie, I got down in the States. Right. <laughs> like now that, Dutch right. and Hedge call me Bonhomie. Bonhomie's all of the time. a very, <laughs> a very <laughs> good <laughs> nickname. Yeah, thanks. I can't to be do honest, it I never had one. A playing. nickname? No. Oh, oh. I, Tessie was my nickname. <laughs> well, such on, a which isn't a nickname. nickname. Tesser. Yeah. Tesser. <laughs> yeah. Homer. Hummer. Hum, no, Hummer, no, no, no. Homer, oh Homer, bon, Bonum. You can't. There's nothing that works. Yeah, it's right? pretty tough. Boner. Uh, this is his. No, no. <laughs> he can't call that her boner. That's terrible. Come on. What was to say? Uh, this is exciting. I don't think you realize how exciting this is for us because we, uh, for about a year and a half, we've talked about having um, a woman on the show. Yes, what? we had. Uh, from the Spoons. Sandy, Sandy, Horn. Sandy, Sandy from the Horn. Spoons came yeah. on the phone. The Spoons was a band I liked when I was young. Cool. But we've never had anybody in studio. And physically. Physically, you know, physically in studio. And very seriously, over physically. several... I know you listen yeah, every right. week, but um, we've talked <laughs> several times listen. about who we would like to have, and uh, we all said it would be you. Yes. Tessa Bonhomie. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Tessa to be Bonhomie. honest, I, I own a pair of rubber boots, and I was looking everywhere for them. I wanted to wear them in here. Wow. Perfect. And now I couldn't find them. I have no idea where they are. Do you know, oh. do you, now you can be frank with us. Do you have any idea why it's called the Rubber Boots Podcast? I don't, no, please. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell the whole story okay. again because it's old, but Author. if maybe, maybe now <laughs> that you've been on one. the show, <laughs> listen to episode one. It's explained in the first five minutes. I'll get there. And then you don't there. have to listen anymore. I'll listen to it on my way home, I promise. Okay, that would be good. I have so many questions for you. Uh, first of all, why weren't, wasn't I invited to the big pierogi party on the weekend? <laughs> I had one guy, actually, first of all, I invited Dan O'Toole because right. I figured he lives all the way out and the guy's got to get out sometime. So I invited him over. Mm -hmm. Then I'm watching Sports Center this morning and he apologizes to Dutch for spilling wine on his shirt. This happened at the pierogi party? This did happen at the said pierogi party. 
he failed to mention the my brand new white carpet that I had just purchased no. and oh. the now polka dotted state it's in. Was he drunk and being oh. stupid? Yes. I don't know. You'd have to ask Dan that. <laughs> it's However, a podcast. The bosses don't listen. They don't yeah. for sure. We can do. <laughs> we were all having we a good want. time. I'll tell you that much. We were all having a good time. Some more than others. And right. uh, my carpet sure. took the brunt of it. So he was worried. So this is so typical. Dan was worried because he thinks that Dutch could beat him up, mm. yes, but he didn't care. He didn't give a crap about your wow. Your yeah, like that definitely like Tessa be. could also beat the crap out of Dan. I totally tossed him a text message this morning. Right. Wow, he but, felt bad. But you, bill? I know you guys. Deposit. I know you guys weren't invited. I'm sorry. Next year, there's pierogi oh, fest you, 4.0. So you I have, brought you guys uh, some of our homemade. Oh, wow. You actually pierogis. brought pierogies to the yeah. to the cast. Nice. Very nice. Should and we sample them? Should we sample them on air? Absolutely. Here you go. Make it like a like a like a cooking podcast. All right. Yes, indeed. Is there flavors that I, I should know about this? Tessa, you'd like a story I told on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. My daughter um, made a smoothie a couple of weekends ago. Oh. And she used some frozen pineapple <laughs> from the fridge. And she gave me the smoothie and we, we sipped the smoothie. And I said, this is odd. And I kept drinking it. And I said, show me that bag of pineapples. And it was pierogies. Stop it. Yeah, so I actually had a so pierogi, like pierogi, a pierogi <laughs> smoothie. Here you go, Puffy. Thank I'm going to sample one of these right now. Now, they were made by myself oh my God. and Natasha Staniszewski and my friend Aaron Hansen. Nice. Uh-huh. Does okay. Natasha, how does she have time for sports casting when she's always baking or cooking or whatever? Are have you, you, is, have you tried her plates, baking? Sir. Maybe plates. No, because just mm. like you're not inviting me to the pierogi party, she keeps th- telling me she's going to bring me something and never does. I well, don't think I'm well liked. You know, <laughs> I don't think you get out much. I think, yeah. Well, that could also be it. I think we just think you're a family man, so we don't want to interrupt. You know, we don't want to take you away from Very your. Good. So Very I have to change good. my image. Yeah, a little bit. I need to be a little more, a little more badass. But honestly, I will come. The next function you have, I will abandon my family. All right, tell you what, it's our big blue Christmas party, three point oh. All right, I'm coming. I'm coming to Book that. Look it off. I'll just tell my tell my family I'm working. December 9th, I believe it is. <laughs> Good thing they don't watch TV. Did Christoph get some of these? <laughs> yeah, they have no idea where it's I am. I had lunch. They're really fantastic. The other this excellent. is an official invite to all three, all oh, four of you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Big Blue Christmas Party, December 9th. Okay. Right. I, uh, the reason I knew about your pierogi party is I, I creep you on Instagram all the time. Is it we, called creeping? It's not if you're creeping. Just follow, if you're not following, following someone. someone. If you're following someone, it's not. The pictures come up. You're allowed I feel to look cre- at them. I feel creepy because I know every detail of your life because you're very, very uh, productive on Instagram with mm-hmm. the Instagram stories. I pretty much know what you were doing at all times. You yeah, it's golfing or going to a concert. Golfing Correct. or being That's at a concert or party. <laughs> it's unbelievable. How many rounds did you golf this year? I honestly calculated with two of my good guy friends that I golf with a lot and we calculated somewhere around 40. Wow. So less That's than true. Donald Trump but still more than most <laughs> PGA Tour <laughs> players. <laughs> but is this oh you and I didn't play together no. but we were at one event together mm-hmm. uh, this this year at a tournament and so we were on the range next to each other talking a little golf. So did you just get addicted this year to golf? Um, no it was probably about two years ago when I retired. Um, when I stopped playing hockey and then it was like, okay, you needed something for the juices. Yeah. I, I needed to get rid of that competitive drive and I'm more competitive with myself than I am with anyone else. So if people think that I'm just some crazy chick that's going to go out there and try and beat everyone and everything, probably, but I'm also just, I just want to be good for myself. Do you throw stuff, clubs and things? Yes. I've broken a club or two. Before. Really? Wow. Over, over your knee? Like boom? No, I just chucked it. It, it was a treat. Yeah. 
This but is you know what? You know what? You know what drives me nuts, and the only reason why I I did break a club or would ever break a club is because, like, we're all adults. I'll mm-hmm. say, uh, and the, the number one rule in golf is just keep your head down and look at the ball. Right. Mm-hmm. And why do we? Why can't we do that all the time? You want to see it fly? Yeah, we yeah, want to admire ourselves. Yes. I hate it, and so that's when I lose patience because it's the it's the easiest rule to follow. It's the dumbest thing not to do, right? And yet, it's a frustrating game. It's the most frustrating game on the planet. I love it so much. It's so good. well, we'll golf next year. Okay, I I would love that at some point. Um, The other thing I brought up Instagram because I'm new. I'm not very good at stuff. <laughs> so I just did my first Instagram story about a week ago. Wow. Dan O'Toole showed me how to do a story because I had no idea. And Puffy and I, we both get intimidated by things we don't know. Technology. We yes. didn't know it took, uh, last year we figured out uh, GIFs. GIFs. Yeah. yeah. We didn't know how to do a oh, GIF on Twitter. Good. Now, until we realized there was a button in the, button in the bottom GIF. corner. Yeah. And you just press it. So uh, I, did, I did my first Instagram story. I was pretty proud of myself. So the uh, last week I went, took my dogs for a walk and I was just, it was a beautiful day and I was uh, just listening to the hip and, and uh, so I said, oh, I'll do a little story. I took a little video of my dogs on, on, on the path. Okay. Yeah. You saw it. But yeah. so then I thought, okay, I have to write something. You know, people write oh, yeah, something. They write like stories, Saturday. But I didn't, like I didn't know how to do that. So there's all these little things like a pen or a crayon you can grab at the bottom, but I didn't know what to do. So yeah. I, I, I hit on one. And I said, I'll try and write with my finger. Oh, dear. Oh, so I, no. I wrote just like dogs, sunny day or something like that. But my finger, it, it took up the whole screen. Yes. And so I'm then like, I can't, I can't post this. No. So then how do I get rid of it? So then I, tr- I just tried to erase it with my finger. Oh. And, and it smudged the, enti- it smudged the entire screen. So now there was kind of a video in the background of an entire smudged orange screen. And so I'm like, oh, God, i got to get rid of this. So How I tr- are you this bad? I tried to get rid of it, and I pressed send, and then it posted. Oh, and then I was no. like, no, 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 oh, no, oh, no. And so <laughs> for the next minute, I was like, no, 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 no. And I, it took me about three minutes to find the delete uh, button, and then I was able to redo it with these small letters, and I just put it in the middle of the screen because I didn't know how to move the letters. So maybe you could offer me at some point, not on air here, but a, a lesson in Instagram That would be, that'd be next... terrible for the podcast if you, she's showing how to No, use... I'm talking afterwards. <laughs> no. like when then you look to... at this button here. <laughs> then you hit exit. Yeah. When you come to my next party or event or yeah. dinner gathering, so we will have a sit down. <laughs> so maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. Okay. Some, some, some <laughs> um, so... Uh, if we could do that, that would be awesome. Of do you course. do you like the Instagram? Do you does it work for you? Uh, you know what I do. I do. I enjoy Instagram. Um, well, I, I do like that you can share things and that you don't have to necessarily. Uh, before their stories came along, I used to hate feeling like I had to take a picture of something and share it mm-hmm. when I just wanted just to put something out there. And but at the same time, when I'm out and having fun um, at these dinner parties and stuff, um, I also enjoy. Um, you know, taking videos and just only letting my friends see them. You're so a bit that, of a smart ass. So this because you Instagram me this summer, didn't you? Remember? Yeah, I do. You got like took a sneak shot of me. Mm-hmm. You at Sam, Sam Hunt? We were at the same concert, and I didn't yeah. see you. He was he was a row behind me, warming up his vocalizers. He knew was he all the words. Yeah, because he was new to Sam Hunt when he went. Well, to but that she, show. no, she took like one of those. I was just sitting there on my phone. <laughs> I looked oh. stupid. Don't, and there shouldn't be an Instagram rule that you can't take a picture of a friend and like post uh, it if they don't know. No. No, I don't think that's yeah, true. Only girls have to approve. But yeah, I like I like having my private moments as well, and that's where Snapchat comes in. 
So oh, like really? all my disorderly uh, <laughs> so videos. Have, and so stuff. you have you have <laughs> no private moments that are off social media. <laughs> I do. Snapchat's I do. Like when I'm, privacy. Like when I'm drinking do. or doing stupid things, I'll put it on Snapchat because only Instagram. Only your friends will see sober. That. Yeah. Oh, Snapchat. Oh. Yeah. Snapchat. You can only your friends. I didn't you, know that, that doesn't go out to everyone, right? Yeah. No. I I kept my Snapchat private, and mm. also because you there's always a moment where. You get that social media itch. Let's say when you're out at the bar having a time with Dregs and the boys down in Nashville or whatever. Have you ever screwed up? Um, Posted something you regretted immediately? The only time I posted on on Twitter one time, um, I was out with a a couple friends after a golf tournament and I went to the washroom. I had requested a song. I went to the washroom and sure enough, the second I got to the washroom, they started playing my song. So I tweeted out, you have to the bar that I was at. You've got to be kidding me. Well, you were angry. And waiting this whole night, and now that I'm enjoying this song from the comf- confines of your bathroom, yeah, right. I just wanted them to replay it again while I was out there. <laughs> I don't think that was wow. happening. But they they wow. didn't. Anyways, and that was, that's the worst one. Okay, but so I never want to get in that situation right, where, like, yeah. Johnny Manziel, any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just private stuff goes to Snapchat for only people that have partied with me and, right. and been in those super fun I'm gonna t- If I ever get invited to a party, I'm going to take her phone. <laughs> And, and, and Snapchat away. Insta something inappropriate and say you'll, it comes from you'll her mess account. You'll mess it up, though. Yeah, you'll start I'll, I'll, totally, yeah. I'll totally mess it up. Uh, Tessa, if you don't know, not uh, she's one of our favorite people because she's super nice and super bubbly, and she's an excellent commentator here on TSN. Uh, but, of course, she uh, made her name as an Olympic gold medalist with Team Canada. In Va- was Vancouver the only gold medal you won? Correct. I tried out in 06 for Torino, Italy, and was cut, and Vancouver was my first. Nice. And what was, this is what I always want to know from Olympic athletes, is the Olympic Village as crazy as everybody <laughs> says? Uh, it has its moments. Okay. I think the summer Olympic Athletes Village is Crazier. a lot more wild, yeah. Well, think about it. I mean, all athletes are, are majority roles, very much in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, testosterone levels are very high for both male and female. I didn't like. And I wasn't trying to make it a sex question. You but were. I just meant is it no no like appropriate? No, I didn't. I just meant like party. Like I've always wondered. To me, you, <laughs> <laughs> no, but That's I mean, you, you can answer that part too. But I meant you're so you're training your whole life. Yeah. And these are the the most elite, highly functioning athletes in the world. Mm-hmm. And yet, the night before, you might have a gold medal event at nine a.m. the next morning, and some is having a party outside your room it's yeah and well, you can't sleep no usually usually people are pretty good about that they what they did in in vancouver was they had a party area like a central area for all athletes to go to they had like um buck hunt they had video games they had pool they had foosball they had everything so you had an area to to get out and go do that but for the most part i mean yeah but you know if those euros get drunk they're taking yeah, it back the to the fins room. are not controlling yeah, but themselves we're not all in the, we have our own buildings right so there's a canada building a oh, finland okay. building a sweden building so if you're going to disrupt people you're disrupting your own team who's the most oh. fun when you were like after you'd won the gold medal what country who are the most fun people say we got to go to the Kuwaiti building because they are nuts. Um, no, no. We, I, don't I don't think we we didn't Winter go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's one dude. Like, please, yeah. just leave me alone. <laughs> I compete uh, tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, I don't think I was rushing to, to see any team. Uh, but when a couple days later, uh, and we were all kind of out and about, the Finns are always a, a darn good time. Yeah, apparently, just 
soaking in in vodka and and all good things. And they have no off switch either. Like it's, you know, when you see someone functioning at the bar and you're like, how are you still upright? And Mm -hmm. yeah. And actually being able to move maneuver and getting served still. The Finns are the best at it. Do you, uh, what is your favorite memory from the whole gold medal thing? Like the instant you won it or smoking the stogies afterwards on the ice or what's the one thing you go back to and say, oh, that was great? Uh, gosh, that's pretty tough. Uh, the smoke, Smoking the cigarettes on, on ice was uh, cigars, sorry. <laughs> it would have been hilarious <laughs> if they were done. <laughs> 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 Haley, oh, yeah. Haley, take one. We did it, girls. That's the Marlboro. That would the best um, ever. <laughs> so now we're sponsored. Um, <laughs> no, that was that was number one because I didn't know where those cigars. That's probably my number two favorite one. Number one was um, after we won, um, we were all told we had to go to uh, the CTV studios to do an interview. And it wasn't supposed to be all of us. It was only supposed to be Megan Augusta, Marie-Philippe Poulain, Shannon Zabados, and uh, Haley Wickenheiser, obviously the big four. And so all the rest of us were already six deep. And they're like, nope, get on the bus. You have to go um, to the studio. So we're like, oh, my God. All we want to do is go to the Canada house. We yeah. can hear everyone. Damn party. media. Right. Once again, <laughs> ruining everything. stupid yeah. CTV and their stupid need for interviews. Brian Williams. Oh, again, that him. Yeah. What a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> after that, they bust us back and they ushered us right up on stage. So we didn't even really get to go see our families. Now, I'm not going to uh, lie. I did get to hug my mom prior okay. to that because I just said, screw this. I ran over, Good hugged my you. mom, ran mm-hmm. back. Good. And we were up on stage, and I grew up a very much a, a daddy's girl. M- my dad's like one of my best buds. He's hilarious. He's actually a part of my Instagram story all the time. I Doug see life. him. Yeah. yeah, Doug life. He's a character. Anyways, um, so like yeah. you you take shots of him sleeping. Yeah, I do. <laughs> he passed out with the remote. You can't do that. <laughs> You're getting tired. Pass it on. It's getting up there though. And like storage wars. Come on. Anyways. So we were up on stage and they handed us these other bottles of big beers. And I remember just being like, I don't want to be up here. Like, where's my family? And my sister's four foot, 11, five feet on a good day. And for whatever reason, in the sea of like 1,500 people, all I see is my sister bobbing through, like breaking her way through this group of people with my dad in tow. And so I, I don't even remember what was said or if we were asked to exit the stage. I just handed, um, I think it was Augusta or Haley Irwin, my big bottle of booze, and I was like, I'll be back. And I jumped into the crowd, and I ran, and I met my dad and my sister in the middle of this whole crowd, and it was the first time I really got to share my medal, or that moment in particular, with them. So I put my medal over my dad's neck, and there was a random guy that was there, and he was like, give me your camera. Let me take a picture. So there's a picture of me, my sister, my dad, ugly crying That's in awesome. the middle of this That's crowd. Awesome. And then you lit up, a, lit up a cigarette. Right. So <laughs> you and your dad oh, shared yeah. a couple hey, of pops. So my, my sister was the one that bought those cigars. Okay. So she actually You're called. badass family. My wow. sister and my cousin Ryan, uh, they called the cigar shop and they're like, listen, uh, our family member's playing in the women's hockey team Olympic final tonight. We need cigars. Uh, we want them feminine looking, not big ones. Uh, can you deliver them? And the guys was like, yeah, I'll send my son on a bike. So they met on the corner and <laughs> did a deal. Awesome. Wow. Got That's the cigars. Awesome. Contras. In Vancouver. Yeah. That's in Vancouver. That never happens in Vancouver. That's Man, amazing. deals on those streets. <laughs> uh, we have a special edition of Puffy's Hypotheticals just for you, but Lester, did you you have concern about the Habs you wanted? Tessa, you know what? post oh, some Habs uh, broadcast. You know what? Uh, I'll tell you what. Is it me? Is it? Uh, I feel yeah, like it's me. It. No, yeah, it's not you. It's not you. It's it's it's. Uh, um, 
you know, I, I, if I if I may ask a question, mm-hmm. um, I, I I love it when I see athletes transition from playing to sports. How much thought did you give broadcasting when you were playing? Um, none. Uh, I did a reality TV show called Battle of the Blades. And I remember that. Okay. Yeah, and in the middle of that show, um, near the beginning of the show, Andy Petrillo, who actually works here now, mm-hmm. she took a job with CBC Hockey Night Canada, and they were going to be losing her as their host. And Chris Hebb, who was the head of MLSC Entertainment at the time, uh, reached out and was like, hey, would you want to come do an interview? We're losing a host. And I thought it was an interview. Like, I was going to be interviewed about you were the Battle of the Blades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And then when I got there, I finally realized this job. is not the case. Yeah. So you better, I mean, become the world's best bullshit. Can I swear on here? <laughs> of course you can. You just did. And so I did. And, <laughs> um, and then I fell in love with it. And I was like, I love this. This is the coolest thing. This is what I want to do. And then when I finally got into it, um, my head coach, former head coach, Melody Davidson, uh, reached out to me. She was like, I, I always knew you were going to end up doing something on TV. And I was like, really? Why? And I hadn't thought of it, but... In every trip that we do, so from under 22s to whatever, we usually have a videographer that puts a video together and creates visuals and stuff for the girls. At the end of the tournament, everyone gets their remembrance video. And I always asked for a camera and would make one or contribute to one being made. And so, yeah, she was just like, you're always involved in stuff like that. And she figured it was just an an easy fit. So, yeah. In In all honesty, I took the job originally just because I just moved back to Toronto and I needed to find a way to pay my bills because right. playing women's hockey wasn't going to suffice. And right. lo and behold, um, I was actually in the midst of applying for my master's at U of T for speech-language pathology. Wow. Oh. Still haven't done it. I want to do it, though. Do you, does your, do you, I don't know if it's your old agent or still your agent, the senator. Is he still around with you? Uh, no, he's, he's a good friend. He doesn't work for me anymore, though. But when he, back in those days, he did. Yeah. I, I, I don't think you have any idea how... How much a part of your contract negotiations I was at all these places because he would he would call me and say, "Okay, so how much do you think I should ask for for Tessa from this MLSC?" And then when your deal was up, it'd be, "How much do you think I should ask for Tessa?" Yeah, uh, you know what? He I'd was like, a, a, dilly- million, a billion, a billion dollars. dollars. That's the puffy go-to number: a billion dollars. Uh, I wouldn't be where I am right now if it weren't for that guy. So I own no, plenty no, of things. But uh, we're really glad that you chose broadcasting afterwards, and we're really glad you chose us at uh-huh. TSN. Well, it's yes. awesome to be so here. So I know, as again, that we've made it clear that you listen every week. So you know that one of our favorite segments is uh, Puffy's hypotheticals. Buffy's hypotheticals I'm messing with my mind Buffy's hypotheticals What's it gonna be this time? Buffy's hypotheticals I'm blowing my mind Again Again Buffy's hypotheticals Tessa, there have been 27 versions of that song. Yeah. <laughs> well, every, every, I thought Stoff was going to play the Rod Smith word. Rod, that. So, a uh, special edition of Puffy's Hypotheticals for you. I, they're only for you. We won't answer yeah, any. He's got, he's got a Tessa. few questions. Go ahead, Puffy. Okay, oh, so uh, you're a big golfer now, mm-hmm. former Olympian. Would you rather win an Olympic gold medal in a sport other than hockey or a LPGA major championship? Oh. One of the four. Do I have to give up my past gold medal to get one of these? No. 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 
then I would definitely take the LPGA Championship. Really? Oh, what okay. are you talking about? Look at the money that comes with that. That's true. Okay, what that. if you hadn't won a gold medal in hockey? You were just starting out your athletic life, mm-hmm. and you could say an LPGA Championship or an Olympic gold medal. Now, knowing what you know yeah. about golf and hockey. And the thrill of winning an Olympic gold medal. Yeah, no, I would still take Olympic gold. Yeah. Really? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, second question is, with all the many pro- high-profile jobs that James has at the company, <laughs> which assignment would you steal from him if you could? The Masters. So Stanley Cup, Grey Cup, World Juniors, Olympics, Masters. Masters. Really? You get your name in the draw to play. And he got to play. Like, how did you win? Who did you pay off? How did you get that? Wow. I know people. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Wine his way Puffy's played like, too. You know? Come on. Puffy played yeah. before me. Yeah. Puffy goes to the master. That's me another Rydle. incentive for you. Me and Rydell won. You have no. Mo- we do a we're podcast back in the draw at the year. Masters. We're, we're See, like I would pay. I would pay to go to a Stanley Cup final. I've been to Great Cup. Pay to go to Great Cup uh, to I, the Masters, though. Yeah, but okay. Com- let's do comparables. It would probably cost way more. Have you been? T- you need to come down. I you know, can stay at our house. We have we have we have a big good, house. We have good fun. We have a big house. It's a mansion. If anybody wants bedrooms. to fly me in there, Natasha got flown in. Yeah, uh, she we got flown in. We we I I saw her. Yeah, she came in last year. You got to get one of those corporate shindigs. You know, I know where the corporates want to have Tessa Long. Do you have any more questions, Puffy? No, I couldn't think of any of the billion well, dollar we, ones. Should we take one of our best ones ever, or no? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I can't do. We can't do the mother-in-law. I don't want the dregs one yet. No. no. The dregs. <laughs> uh, what about key party? Oh, the couples? key party. Well, we did a key party one. This so was very early. You know what a key party is, right? It's so key parties when couples go to a house for a happens party. Happens a lot in the suburbs. They oh, all dear. throw their keys into. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much every Saturday. This, every every Saturday night for me. Is this what I have to look forward to? Yeah. Right, go and, on. and it's around and that then, seven years when things get a little boring. <laughs> yeah. Or three months. Right. So if you had to go to a celebrity key party, what three couples would you choose? So yeah, you're going. You know. So it's you and your your boyfriend. My significant, yeah. Significant. Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Okay. And so, Blake Lively. Okay, that's yeah, that's a good very one. popular couple. Yes. They'd be going to a lot of parties. Right. Well, Russ, and Russ he's pretty Canadian, quick. You so thought obviously. about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you thought about that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she, has, she has her There's couple right parties. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's got their hall pass. Yep. Yes, of course. So Ryan Reynolds course. is up there. Okay. Over Gosling? I, See, um, I think I'd take I've Gosling. only dated one blonde guy <laughs> in my life. I'd marry Eva, Eva Mendez? Or I'd marry Reynolds, but I'd make out with Gosling. Yeah? Like messy make out or? Whatever it takes. I know Gosling's not in my top. He's not in my top. Uh, really? Mm-mm. My wife asked me that question the other night. That's why. That's why I said it. What? Because <laughs> we were watching something and and Gosling was on, and she said, "If you had to pick a Ryan, which one would you take?" And I immediately went Gosling. Stop it. <laughs> but I'd want to hang out with Reynolds. <laughs> Reynolds is, seems like a really good dude. Yeah. What about Seacrest? <laughs> no. No. Oh, Ryan Seacrest. Well, I I'm Ryan Seacrest in the, the the category of those two. Guys? I just listen. what about Rashad? I told you to stay down. I'm just thinking yeah, Ryan's Rash- here. So you should have yeah, gone which Ryan? Rashad or Seacrest? Okay, so Rashad, Seacrest, <laughs> Gosling, Reynolds. Reynolds for sure. You guys. No, Rashad. I'd go Reynolds one. Again. Yeah, I'd go Rashad. You go Rashad one. He seems tender and loving. <laughs> um, anyway, that's probably enough uncomfort, uh, yeah. uncomfortable stuff. For oh, I, want, I want the, I want the, I want the other two couples. Oh, the other two. Oh. Yeah, um, come on. If Heath Ledger was alive, he would be one of them. Okay. Um, and Michelle Williams. That was well, was that his. I, I think they were broken up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they were together. It's a fantasy. They, thing. they 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 had they have a child together. So. Okay. 
They'd be... And uh, my last one would be... Tom and Giselle was very popular. Tom and Giselle? Um, no, I'm going to go off the charts here. I'm having a brain fart. Rod time. Smith, baby, and Rod his Smith. wife. Do you imagine? <laughs> How are those fries, Susan? Rod Smith, baby, and Emilio. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about, which no. is the best thing ever. Big <laughs> <Like> fan. <laughs> uh, you can't Google. We have no time I, I for have this. To. You have to go to your massage. Tessa's got to go because she's got a massage. What kind of massage do you have today? Deep tissue, my back. Too much golf. Wow. Are you wrecked already? Yeah. So I've I played my last round with Natasha at Islington Golf Course. It's over. And I... Couldn't get out of bed the next morning, barely. Wow, really? You are too yeah. young for that. People well, make fun of me when that happens. Yeah, see, but I, I hurt my back real bad in college. Oh. And uh, at obviously Ohio my playing State? at the Ohio State at, University, yes. Right. And I played the whole way through with it and never really, I always just bandaged. I never really took care of right. anything. Mm. So I think now I'm paying the ultimate ultimate price. Well, it's kind of a sad ending to the yeah. interview. I'm sorry. No, you know what? I, I have to end it now because I want to start playing in April next right. year. So I've stopped now because of my finger and elbow know, issues. So we'll be on a level playing field and we'll go out. Uh, maybe we'll do play the first round of the year together. Oh my gosh. You, so. me, Natasha, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Get him on the phone. I'll make that happen. Yeah. Will you though? Tessa, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks and for uh, me. we really appreciate you coming along and go get a good deep tissue massage. Oh, I will. Tessa Bono. Wow, that was special. So much fun. Yep. Do you think I should tell her that I asked Natasha last year and Natasha couldn't make it? Oh, for the pod. Yeah. Wow. No. No, no. She will never. Do you know. think she'll listen to this? Wait, wait a second. She's just going by. She just left our soundproof booth here, so yeah. she can't. No, she's waving at us, <laughs> from, waving at us from outside. <laughs> Love you. You are always our number one choice. <laughs> no, she was. But you know what? The one thing I seriously, one of the things I really love about TSN, we have this group of women sportscasters that are uh, incredibly smart and talented and 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 really nice and fun to hang out with and amazing at what they do. Yeah, and, and and we can just watch their lives on Instagram all the time, which is yeah. fun. It fun too. I mean, Hedge was really the first one, not the first female sportscaster at TSN. There've been a number yes. before, but she came in. She's been a rock star from the beginning, and uh, uh, it's a lucky place to be. That's all I want to say for sure. Probably the number one thing I get besides, uh, "Are you wearing your rubber boots tonight?" and uh, "What you know, what's Puffy like?" and "Is Lester <laughs> that serious?" and "Why doesn't Stoff talk more?" <laughs> uh, would be, uh, you know, "What's Natasha like?" What's Kate like? What's Tessa like? What's Jennifer like? You know, I answer the same thing all the time. They're like super nice. Yeah. They oh. make damn fine pierogies. Mad cool. Very, very, cool. very impressive. Um, so we started this podcast by talking about Gord Downey, and uh, we thought we'd end it about Gord Downey. Lester and I did that version of Ahead by a Century for Bob McKenzie a few years back, but... Uh, why don't you do another version today, Lester, as we say so long this week on the Rubber Boots Podcast. First we'd climb a tree And maybe then we'd talk or sit silently and listen to our thoughts with the illusions of someday casting a golden light no dress me your soul this is our life 
That's when the hornet stung me And I had a feverish dream Of revenge and death Rain falls in real time 